Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February the 27th, 2024. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I will say the weather was kind of blah, but it was also good at the same time. Like it was like gray skies, cloudy, but the, you know, we're in the sixties. So, you know, that's nice. That's a, you know, that's a different mix. And I will say I'm in better spirits. I know I was a little bit mopey. I feel like yesterday, um, even though it was clear skies and sunny, um, but Hey, sometimes that's just how it goes. Uh, but work was good. Work went well. Um, let's see food corner. I actually um, did something a little different for myself. I, I, I got real Midwestern. At least I feel like this is like a Midwestern classic. Um, I made meatloaf for the first time. Now, I've had meatloaf before. It was something I used to hate as a kid. Then once I realized that you could like put more or other condiments outside of ketchup on it, like you could just like put like barbecue sauce or something like that, I got way more into it. Um, so this is my first time trying it. I will say when I like finally like pulled out the kit, I was like, oh, you know what's really funny? Meatloaf is kind of like a savory fruit cake. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Um, I guess, whatever. Uh, I will say, uh, for me, I decided to keep uh, a ketchup base, and then I added, like, uh, barbecue sauce and sriracha, and then I had a side salad and some bread. And it turned out good. I will say meatloaf is, is a heavy dish <laughs> and um, probably not something I'm going to have again, but I will say I enjoyed it. It wasn't like a, a fail, which I, I like. I'm glad I, I didn't like ruin it or anything like that. Uh, something else I did in the moment when I was eating it, I was like, you know what I should do? You know what I could do here? And I, I squirted a side of like mustard and that shit kind of hit. That shit kind of worked. Cause I mean, essentially what is meatloaf? If not at the end of the day, a makeshift hamburger without the buns, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I liked, I liked what I had, I had there. It was nice. It was a fun little meal, but you know, probably not what I'm going to do for a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else to really report on? I'm in the me corner and the personal news. Nah, I think you're all caught up with my Joneses. Uh, I'm going to skip the usual startup and just kind of get right into it today. Um, from CNN, Sweden clears final hurdle in bid to join NATO after Hungary approves a session. Hungary's parliament overwhelmingly approved Sweden's bid to join NATO on Monday, clearing the way for the Nordic nation's ascension to the alliance after nearly two years of intense negotiations and dealing a geopolitical blow to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Getting approval from the Hungarian parliament was the final hurdle for Stockholm joining NATO. Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Kristensen visited Budapest on Friday to discuss defense and security cooperation with his Hungarian counterpart, Viktor Orban. The two sides appear to reconcile, agreeing on a deal that would see Hungary acquire four new Swedish-made Gripen fighter jets. Of the 194 members of parliament who voted, just six rejected Sweden's accession. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is pretty big news. Uh, you know, Orban and Hungary was kind of, you know, doing the thing that they've been doing, which is playing both sides. You know, Viktor Orban, you know, fan, uh, friend of Putin. But also, you know, Hungary, that they're in the they're in the NATO alliance. So, you know, kind of in the same situation as Turkey, Turkey, we've just uh, you know described and established. They were kind of saying, well, 
we're f- we uh, we don't like Finland and Sweden joining. And now Finland joined last year. They were able to get in, but they were still holding out a bit on Sweden, specifically Hungary, and uh, you know Viktor Orban. But it seems like you know the you know this this deal has kind of greased the wheels enough, and um, kind of like the EU aid to Ukraine, you know we're on track now. Sweden will formally join the alliance after it submits its instrument of accession with the United States government, which is the depository of the North Atlantic Treaty. NATO Security General Jens Stoltenberg confirmed Sweden's will become a member of the bloc now that all allies have approved its bid to join. Um, now, I mean, overall, this is cool, you know, uh, cool for NATO. You know, they're, they're, they're expanding. They're getting bigger. It's more land for them. But, you know, longtime listeners of the podcast know I'm not the biggest fan of NATO. I feel like the average, you know, Western perspective is like, yeah, NATO's fine. Everything's cool on the surface. But I generally do feel like when you look at the history, um, when you just see what NATO is about, what they've done, they are like a bully. You know what I mean? I and, and this is something I learned at least recently in terms of like a good summation of it. Uh, I was listening to The Daily but they were saying, like, an analyst or expert, whatever they were talking to, was saying, hey, for NATO's inception, like, came after World War II, and it was for two reasons. One was to stop the new enemy, which was the Soviet Union, you know, the USSR. And then also it was to make sure that Germany stayed in line, you know, after two world wars. That It's like, look, let's make sure that they don't do anything. Like, let's just lock that shit down, keep that shit contained. And, um, you know, NATO is kind of the force that made that all happen and, and combated that shit. Um, and I feel like it's still just doing that to this day. And I'm sure, you know, you could show me examples of how NATO it has done cool things or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not the most researched, learned guy. I crush boxes for a living. Um, but that being said, I still feel like at the end of the day, NATO is kind of a bully. And, you know, it works out because Putin played himself here. You know, starting a whole ass invasion on another country is not exactly a good way to prove your fucking point. You know what I mean? And now it's like instead of having less NATO to deal with, you have more NATO to deal with. So, you know, I don't think that Putin played this shit well, but I think that, you know, stopping NATO wasn't the only motivation for Putin. I think at the end of the day, he did want to get at least a piece of, you know, the uh, Soviet bloc back. You know what I mean? You know, in his lifetime, and his uh, his reign. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll keep you all posted on more shit as we go. Uh, I feel like we can call this covered. Uh, let me rant about something else from the Associated Press. Seoul gives young doctors four days to end walkouts, threatening suspended licenses and prosecutions. Junior doctors in South Korea have four days to end their walkouts, or they will have their medical license suspended and face prosecution, the government said Monday. About 9,000 medical interns and residents have stayed off the job since early last week to protest a government plan to increase medical school admissions by about 65%. The walkouts have severely hurt the operations of their hospitals with numerous cancellations of surgeries and other treatments. Also say in this article that, and I believe it's an elderly woman, she travels to seven hospitals before dying, and each one they 
they say, hey, we're sorry, we can't treat you. We just don't have the staff to, to, to accommodate you. We're sorry. And she winds up dying in this process. So that's definitely made headlines. Uh, government officials say adding more doctors is necessary to deal with South Korea's rapidly aging population. The country's current doctor-to-patient ratio is among the lowest in the developed world. Strikers say universities can't handle so many new students and argue the plan would not resolve a chronic shortage of doctors in some key but low-paying areas like pediatrics and emergency departments. I do think, though, that, like, the public and people are saying, like, well, aren't you guys, like, the most well-paid people in South Korea? And, like, aren't you kind of maybe worried about this oversaturation, not just from, like, oh, oversaturation in terms of, like, overcare for patients because, you know, you're just you're, – you're touching the patient too often. Like, I know it might sound like a good thing, but, like, really it, it can make more problems and good than, you know, actual good health care. But aren't you guys more worried about that cutting into potential income? And I think that's probably a real concern, a real fear. But like I said, I'm still going to land on the side of the workers and the side of the people protesting for, you know, better pay. Um, if that is the case and it isn't just the noble thing of like, no, we, we really just want to make sure that people are getting the right proper health care and we don't want to see, you know, too many doctors, too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it is a little bit of column A, column B, and I can understand how that kind of makes it harder for people to say, hey, I want to side with these doctors, um, even if it means maybe more old ladies might die. Um, though I will say I, I don't think that, like, that's, like, super major. I know that there's at least senior doctors who aren't really doing the walkouts. Um, but I can understand, once again, bringing you back to the worker where you're like, hey, I'm a young worker. I just got into this field that I'm settled, and now you're telling me that we're about to be, like, flooded with new doctors, but at the same time, like, that doesn't mean anything for future job security or any kind of my my actual proper job growth, you know what I mean? Those are things you're going to think about, and um, I don't think it's just a greed thing, and if you want to say it's a greed thing, well, then yeah, we, we are, as human beings, in this system that we are in, forced to be this kind of way. And I feel like if you really do want to make any kind of change, then I don't know. Let's start poking at that fucking system instead of saying, oh, let's just be mad at these people wanting to make more money because you want to make more money. I want to make more money. We all want and need to make more money because we're crabs in a goddamn bucket. And I'm just saying we should change the bucket. But anyway, uh, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to pull from this. Uh, Oh, yeah, this is important. Under South Korea's medical law, the government can issue back-to-work orders to doctors and other medical personnel when it sees grave risk to public health. Refusing to abide by such an order can bring suspensions to, of their licenses and up to three years in prison or a 30 million won, won sorry, or a $22,480 fine. Those who receive prison sentences would be stripped of their medical licenses. Uh, Hindiok Choi, a partner at the fir- law firm Dayun or Dayun, which specifi- which specializes in medical law, said it's highly unlikely that the government will suspend the licenses of all doctors on strike, as it would cause an enormous medical vacuum. 
other observers said authorities would likely punish strike leaders, which I think is very unfortunate that something like this is baked in. Once again, on the surface, you can completely understand why that's a law that like makes sense and is very practical. But essentially you're saying, hey, if you're in this profession, you can't strike or you can strike until we say, no, you can't anymore. Which, granted, America has similar protocols and, and things like that, which I think are fucked up in a way because like... I feel like as a worker, you should have that right. And I think it's the biggest reason why, like, you know, motherfuckers hate unions and they always, like, try to demonize that shit. Because if they make it so you can't fucking organize, then you can't. You don't have leverage. You don't have really real power. And they know that. And they always want to make sure that they have the power and that you just do the fucking job. That's all they really give a fuck about at the end of the day. I, I don't really feel like anytime a nation state is being like oh no we really just care about two guys like i don't i don't believe you i don't think so so yeah um i I really just wanted to you know bring some attention to that yap about that a little bit maybe not so well but you know we do what we do um let me go ahead and move on to the next beat though uh this bit of an update from the associated press two men convicted of killing run dmc jam master J. Uh, or Run DMC's Jam Master J, I'm sorry, nearly 22 years after Rap Star's death. Two men were convicted of murder Tuesday in the death of Run DMC star Jam Master J, a brazen 2002 shooting in the Rap Legend studio. An anonymous Brooklyn federal judge found Carl, June, Carl Jordan Jr., and Ronald Washington guilty of killing the pioneering DJ over what prosecutors characterized as revenge for a failed drug deal. GM Master J, born Jason Mizell, worked the turntables in Run DMC as it helped hip-hop break into the pop music mainstream in the 1980s with such hits as It's Tricky and a fresh take on Aerosmith's Walk This Way. Walk This Way! Um, Like the slayings of rap icons Tupac Shakur and the Notorious B.I.G. in the late 1990s, the October 30th, 2002 shooting remained unsolved for years. Authorities were deluged with tips, rumors, and theories, but struggled to get witnesses to open up. Um, But let's see. But with some witness testimony, it does seem like through this whole trial period, um that they were able to get a conviction at least the jury found uh the two guilty uh let's see here jordan i'll read a little bit more why not jordan 40 was the famous dj's godson washington 59 was an old friend who was bunking at the home of the dj's sister both men were arrested in 2020 and pleaded not guilty uh Y'all just killed two innocent people, Washington yelled at the jury following the guilty verdict. Jordan supporters were are also erupted at the verdict, cursing the jury. I love y'all, Jordan said to the group who sat in the courtroom pews before they were escorted out by U.S. Marshals after more yelling. Um, now, both lawyer lawyers for both men said they've made formal requests for the judge to set aside the jury's ver- guilty verdict and acquit them. the lawyers are maybe optimistic or at least one of Washington's lawyers was. I don't think that's really going to work out for them. I think they're probably cooked. Um, But let's see here. Now, I I know that people were like surprised about um, Jam Master J being involved with drugs. Like 
I feel like typically when you look at Run DMC, they, they, they had that like Sugar Hill gang vibe. I mean, granted, they were like covered in leather, gold chains and all that. But like they were rapping like, I don't know, very like hip hop, hippie hoppy style at the end of the day. I feel like that's what made them so commercial in their time. Um, but it turns out that, you know, uh, Mizell or Jam Master J uh, did wind up kind of resorting to this lifestyle either to maintain himself uh, I, I think either from the prosecutor's perspective or, you know, one of the witnesses or whatever was like, oh, well, he had people to support. He had, you know, like um, Jordan and Washington. Uh, mainly, I think, Jordan, because I think, you know, the relation there. But um, at the end of the day, he was involved in this, it seems. And because the two men, Jordan and Washington, were stiffed in this deal, they wanted to to get revenge and they it is alleged or you know I, I mean I guess you can according to this you don't have to say alleged but it's still ongoing because there's another person I believe it might be Jay Bryant I'm probably getting that name wrong I should have had that cued yeah no Jay Bryant um but Jay Bryant is a person who was also involved I didn't mention him I believe um the first time you covered the story but essentially he was a person who let them in uh, to Jam Master J's studio that night when this whole thing happens. And I think for the defense, they were trying to depend it on Jay um, or Brian. I'm sorry. Let me just try to keep that consistent. And Brian's trial is due in the future. But I don't think he he's more as uh, alleged as a like pure accomplice. And I don't know if he's going to actually get like maybe the same amount. Um, so, yeah, I mean... There was some testimony by, I believe, Bryant's uncle that said, oh, no, you were a trigger man. You actually did it, which the defense was trying to spin and say, yeah, he's the one who did it. Neither of our like, clients are guilty at all. Um, whereas, like, no, like, even if his hat was there or there was DNA or whatever there, like, we don't think he was the main accomplice. Um, you know, where I land on this, I, I, I do think that most likely these guys are probably the culprits. Um, you know, I do think maybe justice was served here. Um, you could say, well, oh, well, why, why did the witnesses take so long? Well, I, I can understand being very scared, especially, you know, even though it's like 2002 doesn't seem so far away, like it doesn't matter what age or time frame we're in. Like we all know the phrase stitches get stitches. You know, that's that's still a prevailing thing, especially in the hood, especially on the streets. And, you know, you don't want to get fucking tapped up for telling the truth. You just want to be fucking left alone and just live your life at the end of the day. So I, I do think it takes a lot of courage to get on the witness stand. And I know that there was at least two witnesses that did come up and say, no, this is what happened. Like I said, there was another witness like um, Brian's uncle that, you know, had a different testimony. But, you know, I don't know. I'm more inclined to believe the other two. So that that's just where my thoughts are on it. I think, at least in some way, this is some closure. So uh, you will take it, you know. Obviously, it doesn't bring Jim Master J back. Uh, it's very unfortunate that, you know, he, you know, went out that way, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I, I do think that this is at least a period on a sentence. And if there are any more updates in terms of sentencing, I'm sure, you know, if there, if I do catch wind on anything from the Jay Bryant trial, might mention that or maybe just talk about it um, on a closing on the, like a Patreon or I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Whew. All right. We have one more thing to cover before I let you go. But you know what that means. I'm going to take my break. 
I didn't uh, do my startup, so I feel like I've earned it today. Whew. I feel like I've been yapping a mile a minute. really wet my whistle there okay <coughs> from seeing it oh no it's not cnn <coughs> oh man uh from cnbc ftc sues to block kroger albertson's merger arguing deal would raise grocery prices and hurt workers the ftc and group of attorneys attorneys general I always hate saying that, have sued to block the merger of Kroger and Albertsons. Uh, there's more bulletins, but let's just get to the main story. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission said Monday that it is suing to block the merger of Kroger and Albertsons, saying the combination of the two major grocers would result in higher prices for shoppers and lower wages for workers, also including less benefits for workers, which is very key. In a release, the FTC said it issued an administrative complaint and authorized a lawsuit in federal court to stop Kroger's $24.6 billion acquisition of Albertsons, which would create one of the largest grocers in the country. A bipartisan group of nine attorneys general has joined the court complaint from Arizona, California, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Maryland, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, and Wyoming. Kroger's acquisition of Albertsons would lead to additional grocery price hikes for everyday goods, further exacerbating the financial strain consumers across the country face today, said Henry Liu, director of, F of the FTC Bureau of Competition. Essential grocery store workers would also suffer under this deal, facing the threat of their wages dwindling, benefits diminishing, and their worker working conditions deteriorating. Kroger said in a statement that blocking the deal will actually harm the very people the FTC purports to serve, America's consumers and workers. And I think more or less what they're saying, which... Um, well, I can just read what they're saying. Uh, the FTC's decision makes it more likely that America's consumers will see higher food prices in fewer grocery stores at a time when communities across the country are already facing high inflation and food deserts, the company said in a statement. Um, Albertson said in a statement that federal regulators are disregarding the growing dominance of larger retailers like Walmart, Amazon, and Costco, and said the move will strengthen them. Now... I feel like this is like a backstop that Kroger and Albertsons kind of gets to like land on where they're like saying, hey, by blocking this, you're actually supporting non-union stores. And it's like, ooh, that's a good counter. That's a very good counter. But I do feel like at the end of the day here, the FTC is clocking that when you guys make this merger, you guys are going to have much less competition in all the areas. Like, and 
Kroger tried to get ahead of this, as most of these companies try to do, by like saying, oh, okay, we'll compromise, we'll compromise, we'll compromise. We'll sell some stores off, actually. And they're like, yeah, but you're selling off stores that are going to be lesser stores than you, which is akin to like Walmart saying like, oh, oh okay, well, we'll like, we'll like make a mom and pop happen or, or something like that. We'll like let a Dollar General or something bloom here. And it's like, that's not like real competition to you. And you know that like, so no, that's not enough. And um, I think that once again, well, they're kind of leaning on the whole thing of like, well, they're trying to stop you know, your local store from being a store and, 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 and staying low prices. And it's like, yo, I'm in Kroger every goddamn week. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't fooling nobody. Y'all are still fucking gassing on grocery prices. And that's the thing too, where it's like, when you hear economists and motherfuckers talk and say, oh, like, you know, the actual economy's good, blah, 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 blah. It's like, not at my local fucking grocery store, it's not. This shit's still goddamn expensive. Like, I'm in pandemic era. Like, yes, I have noticed some things cut back and you know, things of that nature, uh, kind of referencing eggs to kind of just, you know, reference a throwback when, you know, we're talking about how eggs are so expensive. I am still seeing, like, $3 eggs or whatever, but of course those are the organic, like, you know, bougie-ass eggs. I got some Kroger brand-ass eggs for like $1.69, so that's nice, that's good, but meat's still expensive, that shit's not cheap. Like, there's still things that are hard to buy, and you never know when that shit's gonna change, you know what I mean? And, and go up and up, and it just doesn't come back down. So, I'm saying all this to say, I don't really feel like Kroger is actually fighting for the the consumer, the little guy like me. And I feel like if you're doing something that potentially harms the workers in the future where they get less pay, less benefits, and you give less of a shit about how they work, where they work, then that's a problem. That's more of a problem. And you guys should pump your brakes and make sure that shit is is actually worked out before you make this merger, you know, or, or it shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? So that all being said, we'll let the chips fall where they may. Um, you know, the FTC, I feel like over the past year or so has had some hits, some misses. I, I overall like what I'm hearing from them in terms of like their reasoning behind going after some of these companies and trying to stop them doing what they're doing, you know. Um, but yeah, at the same time, they, they haven't been able to close, but that's not always on them. Sometimes you, you, the judge just says, ah, you know, I'm gonna say what I say and do what I do. And, and it, it's an L for you. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've, I've said enough at this point. Um, so it's, it's time to shill. Uh, if you'd like to help out, support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. You become a newsy, shout you out at the top of the month, coming up soon. Uh, yeah, say your name, plug a project if you'd like. Free ways to hit me up, news one at gmail.com. Let's see, free ways to, uh, you know, contact, reach, reach out to, uh on the socials uh you can follow me there follow the podcast there uh really cool way to help out subscribe to the youtube uh use your youtube account today um love when i get a new subscriber i think right now we're at like 56 so hey that's growth baby a little bit here there everywhere um but yeah also liking you know the episode is is super cool leaving a fun comment is always nice sharing is always caring but, I mean, you've made it this far. You've listened. That, to me, is great, you know? And I love you even if you're just a clicker and you just listen for, like, a minute and you just say, okay, I'm out. Like, you really do mean the world to me for that. Um, 
I know it doesn't seem like I do a lot here, and you're kind of right, but like, you know, I do feel like I put up a lot, and I show up every goddamn day, you know, at least that's 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 what I bring to the table, and I, I really appreciate you coming up every day, and just saying, hey, what's up, I'm happy to be here, even if it's just, you know, by present play, you know, that, that really does mean the world to me, I, I really can't stress that enough, and I'll try to say every every time how much that means to me and, and fail um but yeah um thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for being a friend and hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i love you bye bye